This is the Comstock Report Podcast. We are strong advocates for the American family farm and your top source for the agriculture markets. And now, here's your host, David Cruz. This is Matthew Cruz with the Comstock Report. Today was the last chance the USDA had at revising 2021 production numbers in the September 1st quarterly stocks report. Nearly a year after harvest, they are still making adjustments to yield, which saw a modest reduction by trimming yield 0.3 bushels per acre from 177 to 176.7 bushels per acre. This reduced last year's ending stocks by 41 million bushels, which that reduction then gets carried over into new crop ending stocks. Corn's ending stocks was predominantly bullish depending on how you look at it, coming in at 1.377 billion bushels, 50 million bushels below the low end of estimates. Comstock report readers are aware that we advised ending stocks would likely come in towards the bottom end of estimates, and that became true. The market jumped up 27 cents after the report came out, but gave back most of those gains by the close. It was interesting to note that of those 1.377 billion bushels, there has been a shift towards keeping those bushels on the farm compared to last year. Farmers chose to soar 510 million bushels, which is 30% greater than last year, as farmers have become privy to the lack of inventory and are holding tighter to their corn than in the past. I would venture a guess that of those 500 million bushels in storage, they are centered more in the eastern corn belt. All indications out west show end users clamoring to get what they can before the harvest concludes. With the dry weather, harvest has started a couple of weeks early it seems, and farmers in northwest Iowa can get $8 corn for September deliveries in some areas. How about that? $8 corn off the combine is likely going to allow for a rush of deliveries, but will it be enough to supply ethanol plants or other grain buyers for the rest of the year? Unlikely. Yes, the market will likely soften for a period of time during harvest, but we believe that it will be short-lived. If the futures market does not pay us, then the cash basis will. We have already seen record $1.60 positive basis this year, and I don't know why we won't see it again for those that hold grain into spring or summer. While basis levels during harvest will shrink, they are still well above the historical average. We are already seeing the strong basis levels transfer forward from September to October. We have been slower than most at advancing new crop sales, mostly because we knew that if there was any hiccup in production, ending stocks were tight enough that it would keep prices favorable. I also like knowing what I am going to produce before I get too far ahead of myself with forward sales. Some farmers might discover this year that the 25% of their crop they forward sold might very well end up being 50%. I am not some forward contracting wizard as I have made the same mistake in the past. A lot of farmers think they got it made when they put on that last fungicide application. In truth, 50% of your yield comes after the R5 stage. Meaning you could have a great start to your growing season, but if it doesn't rain in August like this year, your crop is going to be short. Soybeans were not near as lucky as USDA placed quarterly stocks at 274 million bushels. While this is historically low stocks, it was 30 million bushels higher than what the average trade was looking for and towards the high end of estimates. That 30 million bushels came from a modest boost to yield, which pegged the final 2021 soybean harvest yield at 51.7 bushels per acre. Beans were very sensitive to the news today, dropping 46 cents, 
Beans may languish for a period of time as they digest this bad news. But if the corn yield was impacted by dry weather, you can bet the soybeans were as well. So I wouldn't count them out just yet. With respect to the wheat, traders must know someone at the USDA because wheat stocks were right on the money, coming in at 1.776 billion bushels, nearly identical to last year at this time. Wheat has been farming around and bottom since August 18th and today broke above the 200-day moving average for the first time since July. Wheat has been punished much more than corn and soybeans and so seemingly has more upside. Wheat stocks are at 15-year lows and two-thirds of the winter wheat belt is located in some level of drought and it is only getting worse. This report will set us up for the October crop report where we believe that we will continue to see downward reversions in production. Initial yield reports show corn yield dropping 10% to 15% in our region, but that same theme of less than expected yield results has been echoed across the western corn belt. We have been vocal about our belief that eventually corn stocks could reach or even fall below a billion bushels. Today took us another step in that direction. USDA will do everything they can to keep stocks above a billion bushels to reduce food inflation, but eventually they may not have much choice. We are now within sight of that, as it may only take another 1.5 bushels per acre reduction in national corn yield from the 172.5 bushel per acre September crop report to take us there. In reality, it will likely take a bit more than that, because as prices remain elevated, demand will contract, offsetting some of that loss in supply. Naturally, we cannot ignore the macroeconomic conditions which continue to deteriorate, but at the same time, ethanol plants can't make ethanol out of thin air. You are listening to the Comstock Report. For more information on marketing opportunities, visit us online at Comstock.com or call 712-227-11. For a more complete version of the Comstock Report with hedging strategies and trade recommendations, subscribe on our website at Comstock.com or reach out to one of our risk management specialists about how we can help you protect your profits.